Hello friends, this is Anna with Identity-Based Nutrition, and welcome to my podcast, Health for Your Truest Self. In this podcast, I share my insights, answer questions, and host interviews about physical, spiritual, and emotional health. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the disclaimer located at identitybasednutrition.com forward slash disclaimer and agree to take full responsibility for your health and well-being. Thank you and enjoy. Hello and welcome everyone. This is the first season of my podcast and you're going to be hearing interviews with different health practitioners around the Lubbock area. And it seems so fitting to me to begin the interviews with my amazing friend and colleague, Rachel Atkinson. And we have done so many recordings together um, because she joined me in Identity-Based Nutrition, which is my group program, uh, this past spring. And we had a blast together. So welcome, sure Rachel. Did. Thank you. <laughs> what a pleasure to be to be in collaboration with you and to talk to you this morning. Yeah, it's really fun because I realize people have heard a lot of the uh, a lot of the concepts that we shared in identity-based nutrition. Mm-hmm. We sent out a couple of different podcasts to both your and yours and mine mm-hmm. um, email group, mm-hmm. and but we never really got to talk about the specifics about what you do. Yeah, thanks. So that's what today is about. That's what today is about. Yes. So we could probably do an individual podcast for each aspect of your work because you're so gifted and you have so many things Mm -hmm. to offer, but um, we're going to try to like fit it all in. (laughs) Yes, we can do that. So Rachelle is a yoga therapist, a nutrition therapist, and an eye rest practitioner. Mm -hmm. So um, tell us a little bit about how you discovered these different modalities, yeah, this work, all of this work. Well, um, my, my route into nutrition and eating well and how that connects to health dates way back to my teenage years. So I knew from an early age from my mom's work with her own health, how important food was to vitality. And then I discovered yoga in my early twenties and, you know, began that journey. And so then somewhere in my late twenties, um, I realized that this is the work I want to do, putting these pieces together that create optimal vitality and really a felt sense of well-being and joy so that people are free, so that we are free to really live our highest purpose, to live our soul's calling while we're here. Because it's really hard to do that when your body doesn't feel well. Or when your mind and emotions aren't well, don't feel well. So both nutrition and yoga then are just simply pathways for me to, you know, setting up the structure, the context for being in alignment with yourself, body, mind, and spirit, everything operating together and as one for highest good and according to your own highest purpose. I love that you have tools for both the body and the mind mm-hmm. um, and that you see them as tools because mm-hmm. we've, as we've talked about a lot um, in identity-based nutrition, mm-hmm. one of the main foundations is the fact that you are what works, your mm-hmm. system, your body is what works mm-hmm. and, and all of these tools really help 
bring our whole system into alignment. Right. Yeah, and yoga teaches you're a multidimensional system. And you can affect any level, any layer of the system and affect the whole system. So, you know, nutrition therapy to me in the way I practice it, which is simply food as medicine. I'm a certified nutrition therapist. Um, I got my training at Nutrition Therapy Institute in Denver, Colorado. So it's really just this thought that food is medicine. You know, it's nourishment, but it can also heal what ails us you know, delivered appropriately with the right therapeutic nutrients and in the right dosages and at the right times. So um, food as medicine, the way I practice it, affects affects the body level, which can in turn affect the mental and emotional level. For instance, if you're suffering from depression or anxiety and your body's not making the proper hormones or neurotransmitters, You can eat in a way that supports making the proper hormones and neurotransmitters. So I, you know, food as medicine is very important and that's the nutrition therapy part of what I do. So a client that would come and see you, you, what, what would happen within a session? Yeah. So often they come in knowing already if they want to work with the nutrition part with their food, or if they want to work with yoga and yoga therapy and yoga therapy is a little more obscure to people. So I don't write off have many people come to me saying, I want to do yoga therapy, but sometimes along the way in the journey with food, they discover they really do want to do yoga therapy. But um, yeah, so I start every session because it is a therapeutic practice. So I'm working with the individual, with the individual's specific health concerns and symptomology. I do a complete health intake, whether it's a nutrition therapy session or a yoga therapy session. So I want as much of the whole health picture as I can get, you know, past illnesses, surgeries, um, traumatic events, as well as, you know, current nutrition patterns and sleep patterns and exercise patterns. I just want to get as much a picture I can of the whole person. And then I tailor food as medicine according to their individual, where they are right now, their individual health, in a way that will work towards their individual goals. So we usually meet more than once. I find it works best for me to meet more than once with someone because, as you know, these are habits that we're trying to cultivate. We're really working to lay down new patterns, um, both in the brain and in the body. So that happens best if I can meet with someone over the course of two or three months, several times. So the first session is always a complete health intake and then a little bit of education about the way a certain system in the body works. And then a little bit of education about how food affects that system. And then two or three baby steps to take in our stepwise movement towards that individual's goals for maximum well-being. Do you find that people are surprised at what you, in a sense, prescribe to them food-wise? That there's a lot of misconceptions around food? Definitely. What they, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I always say it's simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Right. You know, it really is this concept of going back to just whole foods. And then, you know, the one people are most surprised about is the importance of fat. Mm. And I'll clarify, healthy fats. 
but especially as it relates to the hormonal system and the brain. Mm. So the, all of the mood disorders and hormone imbalances go back to, or most of them, are you eating enough healthy fat? Perfect. You know, so that's always surprising. Yeah. Yeah. There are lots of interesting trends in the past 50 years or mm-hmm. so with the industrial revolution right. and yes. the things that we've, we've, um, always perceived to be bad or wrong. Mm-hmm. And that is one of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So that's the nutrition therapy and you're kind mm-hmm. of like a detective mm-hmm. sort of figuring out what, what's been happening in this, this past health history and then what do we need to do to, right. what's the current symptomology and then what are our, our current tactics therapeutically with food mm-hmm. to address this underlying, these underlying root causes of ill health or dis-ease. Mm. Yeah. And it starts slow. You know, I, I feel like if people are going to be successful with new habits, they have to get used to one or two new habits at a time. Mm, definitely. Yeah. It takes a little time, as, as you know, to, for the mm-hmm. mind to wrap around the idea mm-hmm. of something different, a different mm-hmm. way of being. And people always say how, you know, it takes at least 21 days to develop a new habit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's mental resistance that mm-hmm. we don't even know about. It's like a subconscious resistance that we're not yeah. even aware of. It happens when we try to change habits from, mm-hmm. you know, one way of eating to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even having the time to, this time and space to realize how that one change is affecting your body. Mm-hmm. Yes, to actually see the result of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. That's great. So what about the yoga therapy? Yeah. about that? You know, I was thinking about that again this morning and how to describe that. And I guess as I was doing my work, um, you know, there's a functional medicine doctor. I can't remember which one it is right now. I can't remember the name, but who says you can't exercise your way out of a poor diet. Mm, So true. And I feel like the same is true at this next level right? You can't healthfully eat your way out of a stressed body, mm-hmm. right? If we don't learn how to manage our stress and our emotions, and we don't have an awareness of how those things are affecting us, all the good food in the world is not going to make a difference. It's not. So you're saying that stress is actually um, stored inside the body, right? and you need some other form besides just eating well in order to clear that stress out. Right, yeah. So stress primarily affects the gut, mm-hmm. you know, and the gut is known as the second brain. That We know that more neurotransmitters, more of our responsiveness to stress happens in the gut than anywhere else in the body. It's not just in your brain. And so if it's affecting your gut, you don't absorb your nutrition. It doesn't matter how well you eat. Yep. You're not going to affect your overall health. Mm. So, you know, I feel like yoga therapy is the next key component. People, we're now learning, we're figuring out how to eat. We're getting back to whole, real, live, clean foods. But if we don't start to affect our stress levels, it's still not going to matter. And yoga therapy is that tool, in my toolkit for addressing the whole person, because again, I'm not interested in just addressing one layer of the being. It doesn't work. You know, we're a multidimensional being. We're looking to affect change in all these layers. If we're, if we're interested in growing and, you know, growing towards health. So yoga therapy 
the way it addresses, it can be a, a sheerly structural therapy. Like, I, yes, we can work on um, a bulging disc, say, or rehab for knee surgery, things like that. And I do those things. But I feel like the real power of yoga therapy is in its ability to address the nervous system and the, the emotional brain, the limbic system. Because it doesn't matter how much insight you have, you know, which is all the, con- the conscious mind and your kind of your more developed part of your brain, if your underlying mammalian limbic system is sending out alarms. So yoga therapy is a way to address that more primal um, mammalian brain to shift the body from one branch of the nervous system, which is fight or flight. Most of us live in a pretty constant fight or flight state in this culture, in this time, shifting into the state of the, the branch of the nervous system, which is where you're able to rest and relax and turns out heal. And that's the branch of the nervous system where you actually digest your food. (laughs) So again, back to eating all the good food in the world doesn't work if you're in the fight or flight branch of your nervous system. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was a big aha moment for me several years Mm -hmm. ago was I was eating all this healthy food, but Mm -hmm. I realized I was living in a chronic low grade stress response all the time. Right. And I knew all the right things. Mm -hmm. Like I had my, my prefrontal cortex and yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. my frontal lobe was very well developed, but my ability to actually experience what it felt like to have peace inside my body, um, Mm -hmm. totally different story Yeah, and how to actually signal my body to Mm -hmm. go into a relaxation mode and realize Mm -hmm. I had the power to do that. Right. So it's so wonderful to have the tools to teach people how to do that and Mm -hmm. how to affect the nervous system. Right. Because it is a felt sense. It's, you don't think your way into peace either, Mm. you know? So yoga, the tools of yoga that access the limbic system are movement and breath. Breath is probably one of the most powerful ways to affect the limbic system, the emotional brain. And then guided meditation and guided relaxation practices. That's part of the toolkit of yoga therapy. So I have this, you know, array of tools <laughs> in the toolkit of yoga therapy. And again, yoga therapy is very distinct from I not again, this is my first time to say this, but it is very distinct from a yoga group or a mm. yoga class. That's good to Because know. it is based on the individual. It's an individualized prescriptive therapy. So again, the individual comes to me with their presenting symptomology or concerns or goals. I do a complete health assessment. And in this one, I also do an Ayurvedic constitution assessment, which Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga. It's the ancient medicine of India. So it tells me a lot about how an individual operates just at a very constitutional level. It's like personality, but deeper, what they came into this world as. And that helps me know how to assess or how to prescribe treatment as well. So then using all of the assessment, I then pull tools from the toolkit. Okay, do we need movement? Do we need what kind of movement? Do we need breath? What kind of breath? Do we need guided meditation? What kind of guided meditation And I put together an individualized prescriptive practice for that person that, again, addresses their symptomology and works towards their goals to improve function. And basically, you know, all these things, what we're getting at is let's move you towards vitality so you have 
a sense of freedom and joy and well-being and expression in your life. I want to ask you about one of the tools in your toolkit, mm-hmm. iRest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we do that, I want to ask you about the, uh, or just tell us some about the, the power of using meditative guided visualization type of protocols within this whole structure mm-hmm. and how powerful that is or what you've seen mm-hmm. around that. Well, it's so powerful. Again, with meditation, meditation can be what we call a top-down therapy, which is just pretty cognitive and insight-based, or it can be a bottom-up therapy, which is body-based and somatic. So the things I like to work with are some of the more psychosomatic, elusive, how do we work with these kinds of disorders? You know, they may be called psychosomatic, they may not be psychosomatic, but anyway, they are this in this interface, they're occurring in this interface between mind and body. So things like chronic fatigue, chronic pain, um, some of the neurodegenerative diseases like, you know, Parkinson's and multiple sclerosis, um, fibromyalgia, the autoimmune disorders, anxiety and depression. So they're occurring in a body place. So um, I may have gotten away from your question. No, it's great. <laughs> and just to clarify with people, yeah. um, psychosomatic is mind-body. So mm-hmm. somatic is body. Psyche is psyche, mind. mind. Okay, right. just for Thank clarity. you. Yeah, Thanks. that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I find that um, there's so many answers to that question, but the thing I think I love the most about a meditative practice that's working at the body level with anyone, but especially the psychosomatic disorders or the places where our bodies aren't working the way we want them to. And we can't understand why, and we can't fix it. Right. Is let's, we may not change what's happening in your body with yoga therapy. We can work on maintaining your strength and maintaining balance and maintaining function, improving coordination, but let's work on your breath. Right? Let's keep you, no matter what's happening in your body or with your body, can we keep you in the moment with your breath? Right, Because you will have better precision with your body if you're breathing consciously. You will have less fear and anxiety about what's going to happen if we can keep you consciously breathing and connected to your body. Because in a lot of those psychosomatic disorders, what happens is now the mind separates from the body. Because it's uncomfortable to be in the body. So conscious breathing is very important. But also through the guided meditation practices, you can really change your relationship to the disease or the disorder. So that it's no longer your identity. Because yoga teaches, you know, really that you are more than your body. You are more than your thoughts. Can we get you to not just understand that, but to psychos- to somatically feel in your body your true identity? And now we've made a major radical shift towards peace and well-being, no now matter what happens. Yeah. Now you're really speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's mine too. This is it's where my passion so is with it all. I'll, I can talk to you about food and therapeutic nutrients, but let's talk about who you really are. Mm, so beautiful. Yeah. So you can rest in that and then the other dimensions of your being will fall in line. They may never be what you want them to be, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> well, yes, I, I love this, uh, this, um, 
concept of really getting in touch with this truest identity, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what my work is all based around, that right. we, your work is all based around. And then we learn how to work with these other layers, mm-hmm. the layers of our subconscious mind and our conscious mind and our mm-hmm. body and, and how to actually work with them because there's not a lot of training, you know, mm-hmm. as we're growing up, like we got all this training in math and science mm-hmm. and, but the, how to actually work with our bodies mm-hmm. at these other layers in order to really get in touch with our true identity and to get those layers on board right. with our truest self so we mm-hmm. can experience that in our mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. Right. And I know you're so passionate about that. I am. And you mentioned iRest and that's the tool that I primarily use for this aspect of my work. And it's a guided meditation protocol. So I am a meditation teacher, but it works at a very, very much a body level, reconnecting, you know, mind with body, really learning to attune to sensations in the body and to attune to the field of aliveness that we are and the peace that can be in the body. And there's so much science about when you get your subconscious mind and your mind on board with the truth, how much it can affect your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. what we don't realize is that it's an inside job. It's an inside out job. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not trying to get the outsides to affect the insides. It's the other way around. And that's the mm-hmm. most powerful. Really. It is. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to say about eye rest and how that works? Sure. I'll just, uh, so the, the I stands for integrative, the rest stands for restoration. So it's a meditation practice that's meant to help us integrate the parts of ourselves we've cut off, shut out and repressed because that does not lead to health and ease. It leads to unease and dis-ease eventually. And then restorative in that it is deeply healing in restoring the body and the senses and the mind to their natural functioning what they're meant to be able to do, which is just a a ground to rest in a ground of wholeness and innate radiance. So it's integrative and restorative. Um, It goes about that in a variety of ways. (laughs) You've done many IRS sessions with me, but it's a 35 minute, very comprehensive meditation practice that at its most gross and by gross, I mean, obvious level you can use to simply unwind and relax and if you go in with that intention, you will relax by the end of 35 minutes and you'll come out feeling like you just had a nice, refreshing two and a half hour nap. So at its most gross level, it's that. At its most subtle level, it's a reunion with who you really are as awareness or the ground of being, the part of you that's unchanging as a felt sense, not just knowledge, but really feeling it. And then in between, there's this sliding scale. It can be anything you want it to be. <laughs> it can be resolution of, un, of emotions that are difficult or beliefs that are buried. It can be um, working with sensations in the body that are hard to be with. It can be um, learning to mine your sensations, your emotions for messages so that you, they can be resolved. So you can take the right actions that need to be taken that perhaps you haven't seen before. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I love that. I've, I've experienced all of those things on that sliding scale. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful practice. Mm-hmm. One I highly recommend. Yeah. All while learning to feel that you are inherently safe. And when I first did um, the IRS practice with you, 
one of the terms that I loved they use is inner resource. Mm-hmm. And um, you always place that kind of towards the beginning right. of, of getting a felt sense of safety mm-hmm. and um, connection and mm-hmm. love. And and um, some people really connect with God mm-hmm. there. Right. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful It really practice. is. Because we don't want to lead you into meeting uncomfortable sensations or emotions if you don't have established a ground of security and safety first. So I usually do a six or eight week IRS series and I spend the solid half, the bulk of that, of that series laying down, um, this thought of finding your inner resource. What is it? And now not just what is it, but can you feel it? And can you feel it? And can you feel it? Because I want you to be able to access that feeling of, of safety and security and ease when we go further in the meditative practice into the things that are troubling or discomforting to you. And also to be able to take that into your life where your body can immediately can feel back into that rest and relax and heal branch of your nervous system. What would you say to someone who has trouble feeling their feelings? Because mm. I was definitely one of those. I would think my feelings rather mm-hmm. than feel my feelings. Yeah. What would you, what would advice would you give them? Or mm-hmm. um, what would you say to that? Well, I would say do more with your senses because feeling your feelings, you're going to have to start with being able to feel your body. So just start to be more attentive to, you know, the temperatures and textures against your skin, the things you're smelling, the things you're hearing. Really pay attention to what you taste. Really wake up to the colors and the light around you. Just wake up through your senses. Because all of those things, sensations only happen in the present moment. Whether it's an emotion that's tied to a thought that happened, you know, or tied to a memory that happened years ago, but the sensation is happening right here, right now. So to be able to start to attune to those subtler sensations in the body, wake up to your senses, right? You know, your obvious um the obvious stimuli that's coming to you through your senses. And then another really great way to wake up to sensation is to feel your breath because it's a palpable sensation in your body to breathe in and breathe out and breathe in. If you just spend a few moments feeling that, how does, you know, how does my, what does my body do? How does it feel when my breath comes in? What does my body do? How does it feel when my breath moves out? So some work like that, attuning to breath and the five senses will gradually wake you up to the more subtle sensations happening in your body. That's um, such a great point because I I remember the other thing that helped me, we talked about this a lot, is learning to observe without judgment. Mm -hmm. And I find that we have a lot of judgmental thoughts about our sensations. Mm -hmm. We feel like we shouldn't feel those things, whether they're emotions, Mm -hmm. whether they're body sensations. There's a lot of maybe perfectionism going on inside, a lot of mm-hmm. resistance to feeling. Right. And um, the the beautiful thing about the IRS practice is the acceptance for what is. Right. So observing what's going on, whether physically or emotionally, without judgment. Right. Yeah, the practice really is. I'm so glad you pointed me to this because the practice really is a practice of learning to welcome. Hmm. Because if we can welcome what's here then we can make, have discerning action because every sensation is simply a messenger. Whether it's asking you to go get a, take a nap, <laughs> right? Or to take an action to resolve this uncomfortable emotion, right? Every sensation is a messenger, but we won't get the message and return to harmony with ourselves if we don't know how to listen 
And if we, and if we're judging the sensations as bad or wrong, simply because we don't like them or don't like the way they feel. So powerful because then we're no longer at war within ourselves. Right. That's the integration, integrative part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything comes back into peace. Right. Which is, um, it's so powerful to heal the body on it every is. level. Yes. To yeah. heal our whole selves. Mm-hmm. Well, it's beautiful. Um, we're just going to wrap up a little bit, but um, how can people find out more about what you do? Well, my website's the best way right now, and that is breatheeatheal.com. So all one word? All together, no spaces. Breathe, and then there's a double E because there's another E for eat. Mm-hmm. So it is the full spelling of each word, breatheeatheal.com. And that's my tagline because it is my philosophy. You've got to have both pieces in place for healing. Perfect. And, and on the homepage, at the bottom of the homepage, there's a place where you can sign up for my newsletter. And then I do send out a monthly newsletter. Awesome. And... Let's talk a little bit about a couple other things that are coming Let's up. Let's do. <laughs> um, Rachel and I have been brainstorming some fun ideas, uh, and we we've been hearing from you guys asking for some of these different things. And so there's a couple things coming up, and the first one I want to talk about is um, Rachel offering a cooking class mm-hmm. in person Woo-hoo. at her house. And this is one of the things that she's really passionate about. You want to talk about that? Oh, a little it's bit? going to be so fun. I've wanted to do this for several months now. So yeah, it'll be, it'll start out as a four week series meeting once a week. And we'll just cover some of the basics, you know, that you need to know for how to cook whole foods for your health. So, you know, maybe how to make a really nutrient dense smoothie for a meal on the go or how to roast nutrient dense veggies, just simple things. But we will, there will be a limit on it because I can only fit so many people in my house. But it also, you know, that we'll actually be gathering live in my kitchen, um, I think has some real benefits, some real boons, like the gathering of community. Part of what makes, I think, the healing of food or, or what makes food healing is sharing it, you know, 100%. being in community while you prepare it, that it's being prepared with love and, um, in fellowship and then consumed in the same way, you know? (laughs) So there'll be that element as well as, you know, I'm a person who learns by doing, I don't necessarily learn by listening or by reading or by watching like I can learn by doing. So this will be a really great hands-on opportunity to actually do, which makes it that much more likely that you'll go home and be successful at actually doing some of the things that Ann and I ask you to do <laughs> as far as your food goes. Yeah. I suggest that you do. Yes. It's, it's really going to put practical, um, just going to make very practical what we talk about in like the identity based mm-hmm. nutrition group program. And Rachel is amazing. She's very inspiring in her kitchen. She, she's the one that does all of those beautiful meals for identity based nutrition and so you're going to get to watch how those actually happen. And, and would you say that the ones that you, the recipes that you're going to be showing are very simple and practical? They'll and be completely simple and practical. Yeah. No, we're not going to be doing any gourmet meals. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this will be the basics. Perfect. The basics. This has been something people have been asking for for a while. So I'm really excited yeah. to get to offer it. And the details will come through little by little. So keep your, your eyes peeled and your ears tuned for that because, um, 
you know, we'll have, I'll have a complete layout of what all the four classes will be and, and when they're going to begin. But for now, just know that that's what's coming. Little sneak peek. Yeah. And that's happening this summer. It is. All right. So keep your eyes and ears open. All right. So the other thing that we're going to do to augment that is I will be offering identity based nutrition level one coming up in June. And, um, again, all the information will be forthcoming. This is your little sneak peek. And the great thing about identity-based nutrition level one is that the cooking classes that Rachelle is offering will be videoed by me. And, um, what the way IBN level one is structured, I I call it IBN rather than identity-based nutrition because it's faster, Mm -hmm. but IBN level one is structured this summer to be a remote program, meaning that you can live anywhere in the world. And so long as you have a phone and an internet connection, you're good to go and you can be a part of this. That's so great. So you'll get to watch all of these different cooking classes and um, you'll get all the recipes and that we're going to augment IBN level one with those cooking classes along with the other um, elements, the other modules that we offer. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter where you live, you have a great opportunity to experience some of this stuff, whether Mm -hmm. with the cooking class or with Ivy and level one. And we are really excited to bring this stuff to you. I'm so excited about the remote program. I'm going to send it to all my friends everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I am too. I've got some new vision for it and um, I just think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So I can't wait for it to happen. Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Oh, Anna, it is all my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. So much fun. We'll talk again soon. Great. Thank you all so much for joining me on this podcast. I'd love to stay in touch with you. So go to identitybasednutrition.com and put in your name and email address and you'll receive two free gifts from me. If you have questions, you can send them into Anna at identitybasednutrition.com and hopefully I can answer them in future podcasts. You can also follow me on Facebook for updates on programs and events as well as receive tips and recipes and other good stuff. I hope you received the insights you needed today so you can clear away the blockages to find health, for your truest self.